You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, you better take 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotep family. Hope everything is well with you today. I hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, must do, can do, should do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it is not, and it has to get done, it must be done, you will get it done, because that's the kind of brother and sister that you is, and that's why we have a lot of love and respect for you, getting it done, no procrastination. This is African Perspectives, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 
or 8 to 10 Pacific or any other time around the world. If you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, you can use a shortcut, whatever search engine you use, Google Chrome, whatever. Preferably, time for an awakening. Put in the search, babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, and then once again, there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. This program, of course, is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And on Fridays and Sundays, on Fridays at 8 p.m., Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then repeating on Sunday at 7 p.m. Usually, what I've seen lately with Time for an Awakening is that um, they have a live show on Sunday and a recorded show on Friday. I don't know. Maybe it just must be me. But anyway, time for an awakening in this program and there'll be others to follow. But of course, you know the number to call and that is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses, webuyblack.com because brothers if ye and sisters, if you don't do it, if you don't go to webuyblack.com and purchase items, the soaps, the toothbrushes, whatever who will? Yeah. Webuyblack.com and I haven't said this in a while but they have been in <clears throat> they have been in constant fundraising mode for years, trying to put money together to build a supermarket here in the Atlanta area. That's right. We don't own a supermarket here in the Atlanta area. Millions of us live in this metro area. Millions of us. There's six million people in the metropolitan Atlanta area. Two million of us. A third of the people that live in the metropolitan Atlanta area are American Africans. And we don't own a supermarket. It's a damn shame. So let's pull our monies together, family. Support We Buy Black. WeBuyBlack.com. WeBuyBlack.com. All right. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tayemba. He's preparing for his next trip, which will be in November. It's a few months away. But it's to Tanzania. Beautiful Tanzania. The Serengeti. The Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, man, just a beautiful. Man, I'm telling you, Tanzania. That's going to be November 16th through the 27th of this year, $4,300. December 24th to January 4th, 2024 for $4,500. A Xenia. I know. Where's the Xenia at? South Africa. That's what the crackers call it. So we call it... The brothers and sisters call it a Xenia. Brothers and sisters, it's a Xenia. Just like Tanzania. Brothers and sisters call it Tanzania. They don't call it Tanzania. Just keep it real. March 29th to April 9th, 2024, $4,200. Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd, 2024, $4,400. Ghana. 
November 21st to December 2nd. $4,400. Kemet. The Greeks call it Egypt. They call it Kemet. means land of the blacks. November 21st to December 2nd, 2024. April 1st to April 11th, 2025. $4,400. Senegal and Gambia. Brothers and sisters, go to Africa. Go to <clears throat> AfricaForTheAfricans.org. Information is there on, uh, for purchasing land, investing, uh, repatriation, the Pan-African community in Ghana, all kinds of information, everything that you need to make a trip of a lifetime, even if you don't go on any of his tours. Say, for instance, you are going to go to Africa. All that information is there for you, brothers and sisters. Africa for the African.org. If you want to see pictures, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. You want to see videos? Go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Habashah. stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. Habashah. They have the um, Kashi project they launched back in October in Ghana. They have programs here. The uh, Habashah Works program. Black to our roots, sustainable seeds, golden growers, and urban green jobs. Brothers and sisters, Habashah, Incorporated.org. The Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. Brothers and sisters, they have 12 projects in six different countries with over 170 employed, over 260 members. The Ledge Group, and they deal in the area of human necessity, human essential, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. Brothers and sisters, go to the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, Abibiatumi.com, right there in Ghana, Abibiatumi.com. The Moses West Foundation, uh, what happened to, uh, it's my pharmacy, did I do something, I must have done something, okay, it's my pharmacy, it's my pharmacy, um, Brother Jabril has updated his website <clears throat> from Optimum Immunity Health. You can give him a call at 770-765-7751. That's 770-765-7751. Smile Pharmacy. Or drop him an email at Smile Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smile Pharmacy. And of course, my good brother. <clears throat> Excuse me, family. Clearing my throat. Moses West Foundation. The Moses West Foundation. The the atmospheric water generating system. Atmospheric water generation technology. Brothers and sisters, yes, I know. It's serious. The weather across this country, around the world, family, is serious. There's going to be a lot of drought. But if this machine was not in existence, we would have a very serious problem. But the fact that this machine and other things like it are there, that we can still generate water 
from the atmosphere. Water's all in the atmosphere. There's moisture in the atmosphere. The machine that he's created, the atmospheric water generator, sucks that moisture out of the air. It separates the H2O molecule from other stuff, maybe some contaminants, and it purifies that. Open the tap, and there you have it, brothers and sisters. Yes, for real. Drinking water. Yes. Water you can use for aquaponics, water you can use for every incident that you need. Water. H2O. So, brothers and sisters, go to the website, MosesWestFoundation.org. MosesWestFoundation.org. Send information also to make a donation. Make a donation. The Moses West Foundation provides clean and safe drinking water to communities worldwide through sustainable missions because they are a 509 veteran and minority-owned nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to making a lasting impact on the global water crisis. With our innovative atmospheric water generating technology, we address disaster impact zones, water scarcity, water rescue. Your contribution helps us fulfill our mission to improve access to clean water. Support us today and help change the world. Ashe. And he's going to be doing some great things in in, uh, um, in Africa. Some great things in Africa. Well, Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here. Uh, no, on Saturday and Sunday, yesterday, they had vegan dishes, but they serve delicious smooth fruit smoothies and all kind of other things, pastries, sandwiches, um, dry, dry goods, such as beans and all kind of stuff. Man, what daughter's got it going on. Healthy Market and Juice Bar right there on Ralph David Abernathy across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And... You give them a call at 404 444-1635. 404-444-1635. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Go check out. Go, go check out Mama Nia in the Greenbrier Mall. The Medu Bookstore. She also has uh, programs. There's book reviews, book signings, uh, um, presentations to the community. Yeah. Mama Nia at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia that is east of here. Take I-20 going east. I-20 east from Atlanta. Exit 74. Make a left. Now you're headed north. And on the left, after a mile, you have... The Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Brother Gazemdi Ajamu, my good brother. Give him a call at 770 365 Head south, make a left again. Now you're headed east again. And the next exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Take that exit, make a right, three lights, make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. Excuse me, family. The new Black Wall Street Market. 
out there in, in the Stonecrest. All right. Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for Our People in the Spirit of Ujamaa. Every Thursday night, the Thursday night broadcast uh, from 9 to 10 on Thursday on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. You can listen to the program that way or you can call at 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us every Thursday night, the Thursday night broadcast. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense. Oh, let me, I apologize. Homeland Village. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon. They're not open today. They're not open on Mondays, but from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Brother Bija. Man, he's got that store packed. And he even has a vegan restaurant on the premise. You got to check him out in Macon, Georgia. 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park. Inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225, where my sister Shelly Amonset is the proprietor. Her and brother Kim Wado. Yeah, beautiful couple, good people. Give her a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Can't say enough about Sister Gabrielle Aurelia. Sister Gabby has been doing outstanding work in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. She relies on us. She relies on us because she's providing education for these children, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org, Sanjay dash Haiti dot org, so you can see for yourself all the great things that she's done and doing. Yes. Okay. Ah. Let me see. Did I? Let me go. Um, yeah. The Baroudis, I almost forgot about that. Brother Osh, you can't be forgetting about the Baroudis, man. You know? My, my Baroudi and Mama Inia. You know they got programs coming up. Oh, but more importantly, they got coming up is the school. The school is opening. You know, because they start school here the first thing uh, next month. That's right. And so, um, August 1st. And if you want to register reg- register your child in an African Center School, independent African Center School, dial 404-753-7237. That's 404-753-7237. Or you can drop an email to Mama Iniyad at Yahoo. At, excuse me. You can email her at yahbaruti at yahoo.com or mmawalimubaruti at yahoo.com. Okay, yeah, beautiful people. This is my, I love them, man. Yeah, and it'll be done on Zoom because you now you can hold classrooms anywhere around the world. 
you know, if the time is right. Yeah. So um, this weekend, this weekend, Friday the 21st through Sunday the 23rd, the Liberated Minds Homeschool and Education Expo, the Liberated Black Mind, the, the Liberated Minds Black Homeschool and Education Expo. That'll be at the Piedmont Technical College here in, in Atlanta, in their conference center. But you can go online to listen to it, to be a part of it. Yeah. Go to liberatedmindsexpo.com, liberatedmindsexpo.com, the 2023-12th annual. Um, Baba Baruti is going to be um, giving the key address, the identity of an African-centered educator. <laughs> the identity of an African-centered educator. July 21st to July 23rd, the Liberated Minds is there, 12th annual. All right. And August 5th, Saturday, August 5th, noon to 2 p.m., the hunt is on. Menticide. An address by Baba Baruti. And of course, it's a $10 donation, $5 for warriors and training. And you can access it via PayPal at Yabaruti at Yahoo or Cash App, dollar sign Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, Baruti. Make sure you put in The Hunt is On, your name and your email address so you can receive the link. Also, too, for the sisters, NEI is having Embracing African Womanhood, Saturday the 5th from 4 to 6 p.m., 4 to 6 p.m., same thing, Okay. Uh, PayPal, Yabaruti at Yahoo, or Cash App, Yahwaaambaruti, and make sure you put sisters. Make sure you put African womanhood, your name, and so you can in your email address so they can send the link so you can check it out. All right. Save the date: African Warriors Day, Saturday, September sixteenth. African Warriors Day. Something unique this year is in previous years, Baba Baruti and uh, Mama Enia had held separate days. This time, they're having the same day. They're celebrating African um, Warriors Day. Men and women, this year, going forward, we will combine these celebrations into one joint celebration for us all in September. We hope to see you there. BB48. BB48 family. Yeah. Hope to see you there. Ah, yeah. The Enya Sasim, the Enya Sasim, get that right, the Enya Sasim, of daily revolutionary thought. That's right, of daily revolutionary thought. July 16th. July 16th. Nothing pains some people more than having to think. <laughs> Let me read that again. Nothing pains some people more than having to think, to use their minds, to contemplate, to rationalize, to think. The Honorable Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We can never overemphasize the importance of tradition. Our traditions are all that have come 
to work for us. They reflect our human essence, our interpretation of the universe, and are the most apparent manifestation of our cultural sealy and cultural imperatives. Being traditional does not mean being archaic, outdated, outmoded, primitive, backwards, useless, or out of sync with reality. For tradition is more or less than all of the intellectual, mechanical, metaphysical technology which naturally maintains in people as they have come to see themselves in this universe. It is the result of untold generations consciously working together to correct their errors and perfect those corrections. Tradition is the culmination of all that has been tried and proven true through the experience of a people. It defines that people's worth and existence. For these reasons and more, we must get over the idea that our traditions in and of themselves, but especially relative especially relative to the Europeans, the Arabs, and the Asians are bad, dysfunctional, useless, or liabilities. We must stop allowing others to convince us that most traditions do not make sense and they do not have to make sense and therefore can be discarded at will because they served peoples way back then when conditions Knowledge and expectations are said to have been based on unfounded superstitions, bogus mythology, and the absence of rational scientific thinking. We should know better than to continue to believe the truth of liars. Affirm, I am traditional in every African way. Affirm, I am traditional in every African way. July 17th. The willingness to change strategy is a fundamental requirement of an intelligent community engaged in a protracted struggle against the enemy. The willingness to change strategy is a fundamental requirement of an intelligent community engaged in a protracted struggle against an enemy. Professor Manu Apim. Revolution has never been an option for Negroes. Revolution has never been an option for Negroes. A non-confrontational compliance toward their oppressor is their innately fundamental political philosophy. (sighs) Can we somehow, you know, barter, bargain, appease, please? They can only act against their own. Sure, they would love to talk with you about the black problem under the pretense of group solidarity, but it's only to distract you from your purpose with protracted, meaningless, barren debate, thereby earning themselves invaluable brownie points from their sworn masters. To blindly embrace a self-defense... This call may be recorded or transcribed. Sorry about that, family. to blindly embrace a self-defeating philosophy because it is human or brings us together is ludicrous. If we wish to independently empower an African nation, you cannot embrace those who will take you straight to hell no matter how much blood you shed with them. Some will never listen. Everyone is not able to see. 
there are some casualties in every war. The conversion of Negroes is not a goal or option for African warriors. The conversion of Negroes is not a goal or option for African warrior scholars. Some Africans have a vested interest in not being African. The idea that finding different among African further divides and weakens us does not take into account the fact that there are people within our group who must be rooted out in order for us to make African progress. That's right. You can you, you, you cut the bad, infectious animal from the herd. You don't keep it where it's just, you don't keep it just there for numbers. Progress cannot occur through embracing enemies within. Affirm, I do not embrace those who would take me straight to hell. Affirm, I do not embrace those who will take me straight to hell. I say, the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. <laughs> uh, haven't read these things in a while. Played some things that I usually do. So we're going to do that. Yeah. It's a open mic Monday family. So I'm going to take these liberties. I hope you stay with us and hope you got questions or comments or concerns because you know they're always welcome. Yeah. Yep. They're always welcome. Okay. Let me see what I. Okay. Let me do that first. As I'm. There is no other historical instance of a formerly enslaved people who valued integration with their former captors, with the enemy, to the point where they completely abandoned superior wealth of their own homeland. That's Ezra Erehone, Brother Ezra Erehone, who uh, the, um, the sovereign psyche yeah, Brother Eric as a home. I'll read it again because this is a profound, a profound quote. There is no other history. You can't find this in the annals of history. Nowhere. Where a people who have been enslaved. It just goes to show you the devastation of this captivity on the minds of our people. That's the only reason why this could happen. The only way that this could happen. There's no other historical instance of a formerly enslaved people who valued integration with their former captors to the point where they were completely of where they would completely abandon the superior wealth of their own homeland. Here we are as Africans on the continent and throughout the diaspora. And it is the diasporan Africans who really hold a key to helping because they have expertise who could really help the continent move forward, really help the continent to move forward, but yet don't consider themselves African. You know, I'm going to mention something a little bit later that I uh, participated in or at least listened to. And uh, I'm going to mention that in, in a minute, but, yeah, 
Yep. So, yeah, I haven't read these or or went to uh, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah's statement and Marimba's statement and so forth and, and, and played the information that was provided by Mama Nabantu of the African, the Pan-African Federalist Movement, you know. So, but I'm going to do that today. Yes, I am. This is Lord, Lord Macaulay. His address to the British Parliament, February 2nd, 1835. I have traveled across the length and breadth of Africa, and I have not seen one person who was a beggar, who was a thief. Such wealth I have seen in this country, such high moral values, people of such caliber, that I did not think we could ever conquer this country unless we break the very backbone of this nation, which is her spiritual, cultural heritage. Therefore, their spiritual and cultural heritage. Therefore, I propose that we replace her old and ancient educational system, her culture. We replace her culture. For if the Africans think that all that is foreign and British is good and greater than their own, they will lose their self-esteem, their native culture, and they will become what we want them to be, a truly dominated nation. There's still a lot of Africans who praise the British today at this moment after what the damn British have done. And of course, the British have done a damn good job of erasing the memory of African people of what went on in trying to subdue Africa and to take the land. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you. And we got another one here. Okay. Here it is. Here it is right here. I believe strongly, this is Kwame Nkrumah, this is Kwame Nkrumah in his speech of freedom in 1961, remember 1957, Ghana was the first country to gain its independence from a colonizer, Kwame Nkrumah was its leader, and he's saying this in 1961, he is saying this in reference to Africa has won, there are no boundaries. Africa has one sharing in its government, sharing in its resources. Africa has one, one people. Yes, they can be Ghanaian. Yes, they can be Cameroonian. Yes, they could be Tanzanian. Yes, they could be all those things, but they are one, one Africa. The strength of Africa. I believe strongly and sincerely that with the deep-rooted wisdom and dignity, the innate respect for human lives, the intense humanity that is our heritage, the African culture united under one federal government will emerge not just as another world block, 
to flaunt its wealth and strength, but has a great power whose greatness is indestructible because it is built not on fear, envy, or suspicion, nor want at the expense of others, but founded on the hope, trust, and friendship and dedicated to the good of all mankind. Kwame Nkrumah. Years later, he sadly said this. If we do not approach the problems in Africa with a common front and a common purpose, we shall be haggling and wrangling among ourselves until we are colonized again and become the trolls of a far greater colonialism than we had suffered heretofore. Man, what great prophetic words. Sadly, sadly, man. To be truly liberated, African people must come to know the nature of European thought and their behavior in order to understand the effects that the European has had on our ability to think victoriously. We must be able to separate our thoughts from Europeans' thoughts. So to visualize a future that is not dominated by the European. This is this is demanded by an African-centered view because why? Because we are Africans but also because the future to which the European leads us is genocide. Mama Marimba Ani Mama Marimba Man Steep family Yeah, haven't played this in a while. This is uh, Mama Dabantu. Mama Dabantu sent me this part of the Pan African Federalist Movement. And of course, we had uh, Brother Cliff of the Pan African Federalist Movement on last week. And of course, we'll have them again uh, beginning of next month, you know, once a month. Because we definitely support the Pan-African Federalist Movement. No doubt about that. And, uh, okay. This is a piece that um, I think is very important. Thank you, Mama Bantu. There is a lot of talk of late on the African continent about the fact that Africans are awaking. There is a lot of talk about the fact that we are woke. But the question that I'd like to ask you is, almost a hundred years ago, a man called Marcus Garvey rose and told Africans that they must unite. Unite in their control of resources. Unite as nations. Unite their imaginations, their dreams, aspirations, and capabilities to grow in Africa and a race that will be able to self-determine and compete against other races. A man called Kwame Nkrumah came and said the same message. And another by the name of Malcolm X 
set the scene. But the question is, after almost a century since the rise of Marcus Garvey, has Africa achieved unity? Do we control our resources? Do we unite in our aspirations, dreams, and have we elevated Africa into a continent and a race that can compete and self-determine against other races? The truth of the matter is we have failed. We have failed because we have remained divided. We've continued to work as 54 different states that continue to be subjugated. This is why the French continue to have 14 colonies on the African continent. It is why 36 African countries have got American bases and AFRICOM on their soil. It is why many African countries continue to sell their resources, their institutions for debt to countries like China. And the question that I'm now challenging you, the woke generation, with is what are we going to do about it? The reason we've got wars on the African continent is because we're being divided for conquest. The reason we've got sanctions on the African continent is that all the independent knowledge and education, the power to take control of our resources, can be destroyed so that Africa can continue to be colonized by our Western colonizers. This is why now we need to rise. Remember that you, the African American, with all your paper money, the greatest wealth among all black nations only have paper money, but the true wealth is in Africa. The true wealth is the reason why Africa is under sanctions and war, the one that Europeans want to keep for themselves. You need to bring your paper money, your skill, your knowledge, your frustration back to Africa to invest it in the control of real wealth and real resources in the form of the oil, the diamonds, coal, lithium, cassiterite, and all the other resources that the Western worlds are fighting to control in Africa. Your paper money can be leveraged into machines, skills, technology, and the knowledge that Africa needs in order to move and prosper. You, the Caribbean, with your skill, power, determination. You, the Jamaican, the first people to resist European colonialism. You, the Haitian, the very first black peoples to defeat a European army. You are the answer to Africa's problems. You, the European African with all that you've learned and earned. The basketball player, the soccer player, the sportsman, the singer, the musician, the actor, with all your billions of dollars are the investment that Africa needs to stop its dependency on the colonizer. It's about time that we rose. And I'm saying that Marcus Garvey's dream can be fulfilled because when he dreamt it, not a single country, not a single African country was independent. When he dreamt it, 
not many black billionaires existed, if any. But today we've got black billionaires. Today the richest man in Africa is a black man. We have what it takes and the capacity that it takes to grow our continent into being a continent that can be respected, can self-determine, control its resources, control the processing of those resources and create currencies based on those resources to be the leading economy in the world. With that, we can industrialize, grow up the technology curve and begin to create the machinery, the tools to defend the sovereignty of this continent. And now I say it's time that we unite. We have countries like Zimbabwe under U.S. war sanctions to make it unattractive for any African to come because Europeans are preserving it for themselves. But I'm inviting you, my African-American brother, you Africans in the diaspora, you Africans on the continent to say, come and take advantage of the greatest reserves of lithium, crow, gold, true wealth, land, an opportunity to develop infrastructure for us to create wealth as a people, for yourselves, for the advancement of Africa. The time to awake is now, but awakening takes action, pride, investment, development, innovation to give our people power. This is the time. Shay, the time is now. The time is now, family. We have to awaken. More importantly, we have to come together. The time is now. And if not us, who? If not now, when? So, that's why I do this program every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time trying to put something on our minds I end the program with the words of Stephen Biko most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed it's about the mind we need we need to work with one another we need to trust one another we need to respect one another we need to support one another I don't know if you ever noticed, if you did hear the announcements that I do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. One announcement particularly for We Buy Black, just I, I, the tone just goes down because it's it's ludicrous, it's ridiculous that we don't have a supermarket here in the Atlanta area and supermarkets throughout major cities where a good number of our people are. Now, I'm not saying that if, you, if you're in a, a city that has a sizable number of American Africans, that the supermarket that you have there is, you know, I'm not want to compete with anything, but what I want to do is make sure that we have them, that they employ our people, that to provide goods and services at a reasonable price, they're competitive with the big ones. They're competitive with Kroger and Roundies and, you know, whatever, schnooks. Yeah, 
That's in St. Louis. Schnooks. <laughs> Albertsons. I, you know, I could go on with the, with, with, with the supermarkets in other cities. But I ain't talking... I ain't talking about the supermarkets of the city. I'm talking about our own supermarket in any in any major city where there's a sizable number of our people. That we should have a supermarket that employs our people. That also too where our goods and services are are are, are sold, where where American African farmers can send their produce. This is this is the bottom line, family. This is the bottom line. And this is why I do the, this is why I do this program. I'm gonna take a break. Those who are hanging on, please continue to hang on. We come back from the break and open up the phone lines. This is open mic Monday, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, what I want to talk about, of course, is how can we achieve this? You know? How can we really make this happen? From the from I ain't saying our rhetoric, but from our words to action. From the ideas to realization. How can that happen? And being a Pan-Africanist, I, I, I know that it would be great to have a supermarket here, but let's be real, family. Let's be real. We're talking about Global African power. Global Africa. So the ideas that could be formulated here and elsewhere on the continent or in the diaspora can be utilized on the continent and fortified and strengthened to be models that we could have throughout the continent. You know, it, 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 it'll pain you when you go to other African countries and particularly in major cities of those, of those countries and see people outside of us, people outside of the indigenous Africans that are from there with major businesses, Chinese, Arabs, Indians who are running stuff. And to me, and to me, I, I look at it this way. You have every right to say, hey, we're taking a step back. Y'all got to go. Go back to India. Go back to China. Go back to Japan. Go back to Korea. Go Take your ass back to Saudi Arabia. Get your ass out of the northern part of Africa where you have degraded us, demeaned us, humiliated us, castrated us. Go. You're not even worthy. You're not even fucking worthy to be in Africa. Go. Because we're changing this. We're changing this for the benefit of African people, for Africa's future. There's a piece that my good friend Jim Jim Wimbush sent me on uh, Muammar Gaddafi having found water in the Sahara. You know, that could have been a benefit to those African nations. You know, but of course, the West does not want to. I mean, I've mentioned many times, I don't know if you've had a chance to do it, but if you do, please go to YouTube, put in Howard Nicholas, and listen to this cracker. Go to YouTube, 
Howard Nicholas. There might be a number of presentations. There's a 16-minute presentation. It's really, it's really all you need. I think there's a lot longer ones, but that's all you need because the bottom line is he's saying point blank, Africa must remain poor. The people in Africa must remain poor and destitute so we can have the riches of Africa, the mineral wealth of Africa at our disposal for less than or even free or whatever. That is a is that not a declaration of war? Is that not a declaration of war? So we can take their resources? You know, family. Let me take a break. Let me take a break. It's that time. And some may argue, yeah, brother Oshi, you 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 need a break, man. <laughs> I'm always I, I am always under control. I'm always cool. Sometimes I get a little emotional, and damn right, it's something to be emotional about. It's something to be emotional about when you consider what has happened to us as a people and what continues to happen to us. It and what continues to happen to us. It's something to be emotional about. And I don't blame us. There are so many of us who have been trained to blame ourselves for the condition that we find ourselves in. Where the only solutions, family, the only, well, what's the solution? Unity. Pan-Africanism. Functional unity. Pan-Africanism or perish. Unify or die. That's the model of this program. Yes, I, 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 I promote independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty, but the way that happens is through a dynamic pan-Africanism, through unity, functional unity, regardless of what kind of Africans that we are, anywhere and everywhere on the damn planet. So, it's a good day, family. Glad you're here with me. And um, I'm going to come back to these calls. Got a number of calls. So I'm glad. So just hold on, family. I'm going to go to a break. When we come back from the break, I'll take your call. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on time for an awakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. You stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, we're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com. And of course, blacktalkradionetwork.com. <clears throat> we do have some phone calls here. So let me take this call here at 443. 443, good afternoon. Baba Oshi. Hey, what's up, Irv? How are you doing, dear brother? I'm doing good, my brother. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, as, as usual, you're right on point with what you're saying. But, brother, when you were speaking, I was thinking of, of the fact that how Rugu has many ways of enslaving its, its, its people. Mm-hmm. Black people, Black American have many ways to do it through education, uh, uh, through, through economics. But the one thing that I see that works so perfectly uh, in Africa was food insecurity. Mm-hmm. In other mm-hmm. words, they, they, they make yeah. it seem as though they, they have no food. You can't, I mean, Africans buy chocolate from Switzerland, but they grow coca in Africa. Right. So that doesn't make sense to me. So what is the thing about about food insecurity? They do the same thing here in the black community. There are no supermarkets. Right. But yet in the white community, they can walk to the supermarket. We have to they make it difficult to get to the food supply. So don't say there's no food. We just have to go further to get it. Whereas the white people can just walk out their door Mm -hmm. and get food. So we're already at a disadvantage. Not that we were 400 years in slavery. That's a 400-year disadvantage. But we also have to pay to get to the food. Mm-hmm. We're usually going to pay a little more uh, for the food because we went a distance to get it, and we have to keep doing this over and over again. So in, in, at, in over a year, 10 years, 20 years, uh, Irugu has kept you where you are mm-hmm. so that you don't understand that if there's no supermarket in your neighborhood, why don't you – Y'all get together and build one. Yeah, that's what we're Why saying, can't, man. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. If there's if there's no hospital in your neighborhood, why don't we get together and start a clinic? Mm-hmm. A, I didn't say a hospital, a clinic. That's that's how hospitals started. That's that's what these express cares are. These express places and patient first, all those things are clinics. They're small hospitals. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that? We have the technology, we have the education. And we, as a people, have the money. But we don't have the mindset. Right. We don't have the mind. And, and, and the brother was talking about the NAACP conference is coming up, and the keynote speaker is going to be Hillary Clinton. And then you have guests going to be there, uh, Kadeem Hardison and Jasmine Guy. Entertainers. Entertainers are telling us, talking to the biggest, which should be the biggest lobbying group in the country for American Africans should be the NAACP. But because they're still working off a 1975 model in the NAACP, mm-hmm. we're going to march and, and we're going to make and we're going to wear our shoes out and they're going to hear us. No, Arugu doesn't hear anything. Arugu hears two things. Arugu hears money and he hears force. Mm-hmm. I think I believe that Africa can Africa can be liberated either through force or through force. We have to arm ourselves because you can't throw books at, at these people. You can outsmart right. them, but I'm telling you, if we don't start understand 
that in Africa we have to have armies, we have to have, just like Iraq, have a nuclear bomb now. And, and the nuclear bomb, that they, they, they're listening to them now. They're not running up on them like they were before because they have a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. But before they got that nuclear bomb, they weren't listening to them at all. You don't, you ain't running up on Korea. Okay, you, no, they so ain't. When you That's arm for your, damn sure. Come, on, come yeah. on now. So once you arm yourself, you walk, you walk a little slower. You, you, you talk a little more. Because we know that, that the, nuclear, the nuclear option is, is a kill-all option. It's not, yeah. there's, no, there's not going to be a winner in that. Right, and we know that, but when, but we have to have something to back these this Urugu up off us. And every time a, a, a leader comes, uh, Patrice Lumumba or, or Kwame, any time a leader comes, they we find a way to send a Negro handler to kill that leader. We find a way to send one of. So we have to purge our ranks. You're absolutely correct. We have to purge the ranks. We have to get rid of the, the people who ain't on board, because if we don't. We will constantly be net right. turnerized. Yep. Come on now, net turn. Yeah. You, you know they're gonna. You know they're gonna do something at three thirty. So we mm-hmm. got to make sure that we, as a people, <laughs> understand that everybody like look like us ain't like us. Right. But you, you are my brother. But when it comes to this right here, there is no turning back. We're not. We're not going back to where we were. We're not. Arugu may have some of us, but he won't have all of us. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Oshi, and I'm talking about it, I'll I'll die about it. I'm about this. This ain't this ain't a game. This is this is real. Yeah, and that's why I love the Black Panthers when they first started. They were they were about their they were willing to fight the Pope. I said, Man, are you yeah. serious? Because I was going to I when I grew up, I was supposed to be afraid of the police. I'm I'm not police ain't never been when they come to my neighborhood, they locking somebody up. They ain't coming to, to be officer friendly. So no, we, we have to and, and we pay them to do this. Mm-hmm. They're paid by tax. And wait a minute, really quickly before I go, I read something that people probably don't know about. There's a politician in in Georgia who just uh, promote just put out a bill that is supposed that it says that you can't use public money to pay any type of reparations to black people. Right. He's, right. He's promoting a, this bill. Right. So you see, they, right. There's a group of them. There's a group of Republicans, yeah. very right. staunch right wing right. Republicans. That if that if a municipality or state or a county uses money for reparations, they the, the that's the bill states you will not get any money from the federal government. Correct, correct. Now, mm-hmm. now wait a minute, Baba Oshi. If the Democratic Party is so on board with black people, we gotta vote a blue no no matter who. Why ain't they marching about this? Why ain't they said nothing to us? Since we're such important, we're so we gotta vote for Biden. Why ain't Biden said nothing about this? Why it has why ain't Negro Clyburn said nothing about it? Because those are their friends. These are two this is two wings of the same bird. Yes. You're not gonna go in but so it's just like me trying to say I'm mad at my brother, my my, my real brother, you know, that I was born that that I live with, I'm only gonna get but so mad at him because that's my brother. And that's where they are with these politics. Clyburn ain't going to say nothing to them Republicans. And, and neither is, is Biden. So the thing, the thing is, Baba Oshi, listening to your show fills my tanks. Listening to your show gives me hope. It lifts me up. And when you speak, I, I don't only listen to what you say. I listen to what you don't say. 
So my brother, keep doing what you're doing. Yes, keep sir. fighting the fight. Yes. I'm with you. Look around. I'm right there. And it's not just me. It's not just me. There are lots of us. Yeah. There are lots yeah, of us in this fight. Out, and, and everybody ain't screaming and hollering. Right. And cussing like you was a few minutes ago on the radio. <laughs> but anyway. <we're> so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens sometimes, don't it? But that's passion. That's <laughs> passion. We, are, we listen. We hear you. Baba Oshie, we hear you, Elliot. We hear you, Ralph. Mm-hmm. We hear you, Quaker. We hear you. Mm-hmm. The ancestors hear you. And we ain't gone nowhere. So why is that? We should be gone by now. Robin, 400 yeah. years of raping and killing and stealing and, and having children and Thomas Jefferson and raping little children. And we still here. We still here. That's because we got something to do. Right. And we're going to do it by any it. means necessary. I say. I say. Thank Bob you, my Oshie, let somebody else speak, All right. Brother. I'm going to listen. All right, brother. All right. Peace. 202-202. Good afternoon. 202. Yes, sir. Greetings to you, brother. Hey, my brother. How you doing? What's up, Rick? What's I'm doing. You know, all I, all I can do is be alive. You Stay know alive, what I'm brother. Stay if, alive. If I, if, I, if I ain't alive, nothing else is going to matter as far as me right. concerned. But, you, you know, and, and in concurrence with what – the brother that just spoke, you know, I, I got to speak to him just briefly off the program one time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, brother, I, I'm just constantly, and this has been a, something in my mind since I was in my teens, man. And I grew up, you know, admiring the Panthers and the Nation of Islam and yeah. people who were, they were appreciating the idea of separation. Yeah. And white folks realize that if that occurred they would lose so much of what they have in the in 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 the bag so to speak and it has occurred to me that you know our only progress is going to occur if we do something to show those who are like-minded whether we talk or listen to them on the radio or live in the house with them or in the same if we just say hey you know we ain't gonna work for three days just to show each other that there are other people that think like you and how much devastation it would do to these people. But we, we seem not to, when I say we, I'm just saying collectively, but mm-hmm. there's a group of us that can appreciate that. Oh, but yeah. you know, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this and it's going to piss some people off and I really don't care because I've been pissing people off all my life. Go ahead. But bro. a lot of the a lot of the movements that we have, so called, are governed by our females. Mm. War is not waged, nor is it designed by or for females. They have a place that is specific in the ancestry of our people. That's not to say that their thoughts don't matter. Not at all. Every child that we have comes from us through a female and back to us. So this is not anti woman in no stretch of the imagination but women were not designed to go to war they were not designed to go to war it's men that say fuck it if i gotta die i'm gonna get this particular job done and hope that somebody will come behind me and see the diligence that i put into my life and my death we're all for allah or we're all for all of us. That's what Allah right. means to me. All of, us. All of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a Muslim, but that it really has nothing to do with it. We are oppressed. Have been 410 years. How is it possible that intelligent people, men, not, not I'm not in this 
discluding anyone. I'm saying, how is it possible that 400, let's just take a half of that, 200 men can't realize that if we don't be willing to go to war and die, we are never, ever, ever going to change our condition of life. It ain't going to, there's no history of it happening. Right. When people right. have changed their life and their uh, appreciation of each other, it is because a war was waged. And their oppressor realized that if I do this, they're going to do that. See, we, they've dismissed. We have dismissed. Everybody wants to go and dance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I turn on YouTube and I see Negroes just dancing. And the majority, and I got to say it again, the, more, the majority of the people that are doing these things are being led by females. And, and it's not because they're females. It's a certain type of female that has been bred. Mm -hmm. You can go back in slave ancestry and read who the master got in charge of the, of the black folks, of the niggas. It was mm -hmm. never, it was rarely a black man, mm -hmm. but he mm -hmm. sure had plenty of women telling people what they better get done before master get back here. Mm -hmm. You see, mm -hmm. that, they dealt with nature. They deal with nature and how nature can control our progress. We, I'm, oh, shit, you know, I love your show for a lot of reasons. I hear people that confirm in my mind that I'm not the only one that thinks this way. Sure. We just not, we just are unable to popularize our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, right, like I say right now, I used to work in, in I won't call it intelligence, but I, I had access to certain things. They are listening to your program. I'm I would put my life on it. There's somebody sitting over at the NSA, the CIA, the local police department, maybe all three, <laughs> listening yeah. because they want to know what are these Negroes getting ready to do. And we fall into it all the time. And that's why I say if just in a show of unity, not using their devices, but in real time, if we could just develop a way where say, we say, you know, August 1st, nobody goes to work. August 2nd, no, I don't know if those are calendar days or not. I'm just mm -hmm. picking it, mm -hmm. you know, August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, we just ain't doing shit. We're going to stay in the house. We're going to close the blinds and see what happens. I wish These we, people would go crazy. I wish we did have that kind of unity that we would do that. We would all agree to that, no matter if we, what religious philosophy, political philosophy, education, everything. We, but we recognize if we had a unified front on this at this moment, at this time, what impact that would make. And I agree with you on that. Uh, and But can we do that? Can that happen? I don't think so, but I would hope so. Well, you know? I, 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 don't, I don't hope so, but I think so. Okay. And, and shows like yours where people can hear the thoughts that they have pushed back into the recess of their minds to realize, man, there are other people that think like me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a show of unity, if we could just get it out there and say, look, don't nobody work these three days in a row. Just don't work. You know, if you got to pay your rent, that's understandable. You got to pay your car note, that's understandable. Mm -hmm. But as far as doing a job to do something, we're just slaves on the plantation. Yeah. This is a modern day plantation. Mm -hmm. That's all it ever has been. It started off that way, Oshie. And if we don't do something about it, we're going to end up dying on this plantation with no progress for our children. I'm not so worried about myself. I'm in my 60s now. I know I ain't got long to live, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But my children and my grandchildren, who I've raised, hopefully, with enough forethought, for at least they understand that at some point they're going to have to put it on the line. They got to put it on the line. 
And if we got to die in order for that to happen, what a glorious death that would be. That's right. That's right. What a good woman for my grandchildren to say. I was talking to, I was listening to Oshi a tape of Oshi and Dad on the radio, and man, God, can you believe what they they actually directed us this way? I don't know what else to say, man. Mm-hmm. But it don't come through no legislation. It, no, the Supreme no. Court, my ass. Yeah, no. The, the there, there Supreme is, Court, my ass. Congress, there, my ass. These people don't care. Mm-hmm. They write and change laws to it, it, at mm-hmm. will. They don't care, hey, but hey, you know it's hard to dodge a bullet, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to dodge a bunch of bullets, and we have scientists among us who can produce things that can only affect Caucasians. Mm. But we don't, we don't even, ex- we don't explore those kinds of assaults. Mm-hmm. We don't ex- explore those kinds of defenses when you're at war, and you've said it quite often. When you're at war, there really are not a lot of uh, uh, things that you can. Um, use in other words law the law of survival is the war of law mm-hmm. that's what war is about am i going to survive this assault am i going to live till tomorrow that's what war is and we didn't we neglect that man you know we spend so much time dancing and and buying crap that don't mean nothing and and want to get a new car instead of a car or you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I said, man, if we could just show in a show of unity, and I'm not going to go much further with this. In fact, I'm a show of unity. Those who are in agreement, spread it with whoever they know, and say for the next yeah. three days we just ain't going to work, and it'll show us what kind of power we've been holding back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, it'll show us that's, that there are other right. people that think like me, think like us, right? And are willing to die to bring about the progress of our children in this world, yeah. man. I say, I agree, brother. Thank you, brother Rick. Just hold Thank on. you, OG. Thanks yeah. for listening. Always. Uh, three three four. Three three four. Good afternoon, brother. Peace, brother Oshi. Peace, brother Oshi. Uh, good afternoon. I, I chimed in late as usual. That's okay, but, but you uh, chime in anyway. Hear, Appreciate that, I, man. Just, just to hear the comments. Um, of of the previous callers, I I cannot follow it up. I, I all I can do is listen and learn and uh, look for better days for the last caller to to have happen. I I I'm speechless. Um, so I'm just gonna listen to the okay. rest of the program. Uh, thank thank you. you for picking my call. No, thank you, dear brother. Thank you for the information too that you always. Provide. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. which reminds me, um, because uh, hopefully you had a chance to see Jill Scott's um, yeah uh, rendition uh, of the anthem yeah at the Essence Festival. Oh no I, doubt, no doubt. I sent it out. It, Many people have sent it. I sent it, it was out. Powerful. Yes, it, it was. was yeah, she wasn't bullshitting, was she? I loved it. No, she was. I loved she it. Wasn't at all. My goodness gracious, yeah. alive. So, and, I'm, and I'm quite sure some for, crackers who heard that were very upset. You know, oh, our anthem. Oh, Sure they were. I'm sure they were. Mm-hmm. But until next time, brother, peace and blessing. All right, brother. All right, brother. Lust. Peace. All right. peace. Peace. Sister Abia, good afternoon. Good afternoon, my sister. How you doing? Oh, yeah, good afternoon. Mm-hmm. How are you enjoying your program? Oh, thank and, you. And um, just wanted to say that um, unity is a cause and you know, call for unity, we call for unity for our people, and um, and we have unity among ourselves, uh, black men and our black women, mm-hmm. and 
I want, you know, because black women have a lot of love for black men. And we've been holding up black men. And black Mm -hmm. men have a lot of love for black women and have been holding each other up, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, uh, you know, I think someone someone had had said that that he felt it was the black women that were in cahoots with the Urugu when it came to, um, you know, holding us, oppressing us and holding us down. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just want to just, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not agreeing with that. I, I, black women have been, we've been mm-hmm. fighting. We're, we're warriors, too. I mean, I think it was said that the black women shouldn't be warriors. We're, we're warriors. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. We're, we're warriors. We're mothers. And we can do, you know, we, we, we need to uplift ourselves and, and uh, you know, do the struggle together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and appreciate ourselves and not... Uh, uh, you know, put down ourselves. So I'm, 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 I'm saying, you know, I'm giving our shades to all our, our warrior, mm-hmm. our, our brother warriors, you know, because there's been so many of them. Yeah. I mean, and, and we give our shades to uh, to so many of them. I mean, from ancient times to current times. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm giving yeah. our shades to our warrior queens. We got Harriet Tubman living, fighting for the liberators. and she was she was taking a, a very positive song. She said, "Look, mm-hmm. y'all ain't turning back." So, you know, so we can't say that the, the women can't help liberate. We, we, the women help liberate, the brothers help liberate, and let's, you know, u- unite ourselves and, um, you know, not, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, talk, mm-hmm. you know, castigate ourselves or, or put down ourselves. So I, I just wanted to say I say to all the queens. I mean, we had warrior queens. We had Queen and Zinga, Nanny of the Mayrons, except that, I mean, we got Mama Murambani. She, she's a warrior queen mm-hmm. herself. Mm-hmm. So I mean we've been on the battlefield and so you know I just you know I, I think that it's important for us to um, you know to rise up and not uh, you know try to uh, castigate a black woman or or or, or you know mm-hmm. you know we don't want to be chauvinistic or whatever but we 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 do all kind of <laughs> I mean women are just awesome and so are the brothers. I mean, we we both can be awesome. You know, oh yeah, we can so. be. We can, and we be. are. And we, and we I mean, and we are. I mean, there's so many of us yeah. that, that that are so awesome, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, you know, acknowledge that, and you know, we we we, um, you know, and so we we are, and we're gonna continue to be, and you know, mm-hmm. we believe in the victory of ourselves and the beauty of our people, and you know, we we love our people. That's right. You know, so I think the brother was speaking said he lo- he loved uh, black women, and that's that's good. Oh, no awesome. doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and it's another expression of love to don't yeah. don't try to oppress, don't try to you know put mm-hmm. us down, and don't try to align with your group and saying, well, you are you know I, that that was a, a comment about it's the black women that's in the cahoots when the black men's going down. That that's 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 uh, um you know that's that's like one of the maneuvers they use to conquer and divide us, and so. We we just trying to hold up, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we love our black men. So I just wanted to say that. I hear. Thank you, my Ashe. sister. Thank you, Ashe. I'm gonna. Play, yeah, love you so much. I'm gonna play that uh, Jill Scott piece for us, and we need to support Jill Scott because you know she's gonna get a lot of flack, a lot of flack from Negroes, but a lot of flack from Caucasians who are highly upset that she would denigrate the national anthem. But let's listen to Jill Scott. 
that she did at the Essence Festival a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I say. Yeah, she's, I, I haven't heard or read anything about it, but I'm quite sure in her circle she's getting some flack for her to do a rendition of their anthem, which, of course, I would stand up for that. I haven't stood up for the national anthem in decades and won't, you know, and won't. I can't stand the hypocrisy, you know, of this society, of this country, the all-out lies that it continues to perpetuate. So, but um, um, was on a conference call this past uh, Friday for a for the. <coughs> it's called the. Thank you, and oh, and thank you, brother Ted Lust, for sending me that. I appreciate it once again. Um, the Afro Descendants—they're having a reparations convention in October. 
here in Atlanta at Georgia State University, the Afro-descendants. I, when I participated in a conference, I couldn't, I could have text uh, a question, but I wound up not doing it. But I have a problem with Afro. I have a problem with Afro. Just like I have a big ass problem with Africa Day that the African Union would not talk about or, or say African May 25th African Liberation Day. They had to change it to Africa Day because Africa is showing the hell ain't liberated and that's what must happen. But because they have all these Arabs and Caucasians to, that need to be liberated from Africa, they changed the name. It's just like Afro is a hairstyle. Afro is a hairstyle, Afro. We're Afra, it should be Afra descendants. Afra descendants. The Afra descendant nations. No mention uh, of the people who are in, in doing it. A um, number of Muslims are involved who are, who are doing it. In fact, one of the main speakers is uh, Malik Zulu Shabazz and another Muslim brother from the Lost Found Nation of Islam. If you're familiar with Lost Found Nation of Islam, um, Silas, Silas Muhammad, and they were the ones who were true to Elijah Muhammad. You know, they didn't go with Imam Warf Dean Muhammad and they didn't go with Minister Louis Farrakhan. So, always some divisions. But they're having a, a reparations conference. And, and I know Brother Irv mentioned about the Caucasian that's put forth or a, a segment of the Republican Party, particularly the MAGA Republicans, staunch conservative Republicans are putting forth a bill that if any organization or individuals are awarded reparations, the entity that did it, be it a county government, state government, whatever, will not receive anything from the federal government. You know, you, it's a damn shame that these people don't understand what they've done. Yeah, they, I'm quite sure they do. I'm quite sure they do. But they don't care. It's just like the psychopathic racial personality. They know right from wrong. They know right from wrong. They just ignore the concept. And they continue to do whatever hell seeks their fancy. And then usually there's something wrong, particularly as it relates to us. When I get more information, October 6th and 7th, I think it is, is the conference dates. 
October. And uh, so. Yeah, I think it's Friday, Saturday, and maybe a little bit of Sunday, 6th, 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 7th, and 8th of October, that first weekend of October here in um, Atlanta at Georgia State University. I, I just couldn't, I can't say that I'm a, if, if, if they would have had the word Afro-descendant, no doubt about it, because I am. I'm African. But Afro, although I did have a pretty big Afro back in the day. <laughs> I did have a pretty big Afro back in the day, y'all. <laughs> so Afro, you know, just like we call ourselves Afro-Americans, you know. We we need to get it right. It's Afro. Africa this. Afra, African, African descendant, African descendants. Yeah. And and the other thing is saying about reparations for America. So, see, the other thing is uh, that we got to understand reparations. Reparations mean to repair. When people talk about reparations, they're thinking about uh, um, you know, let me let me let me make this point, brother Herb. I'm gonna catch you. When people talk about reparations, they're thinking about a check that they can get. You know, that they can put them out of debt, or put them in a better home, or put them in a better car, or give them the clothes they need, and so forth. You know, uh, never forget. Once again, I mentioned this many times. Charles is it Charles Cotthammer. I don't know what the hell his name was. Now, Cutheimer, he was a, a editorialist, and he sometime appeared in the Milwaukee paper. So I'm sitting at the firehouse table reading an article by him on we should give we should give them reparations. We gave them welfare, gave them affirmative action. You know, we should give them reparations. You know. Let's just say it's forty thousand a family, twenty thousand an individual. Once you got it, that's it. Ain't a damn thing else you can say. You want to prove discrimination? The onus is on you. There is no more class action suits. None of that. You've been paid off. Should give them reparations. The reason why we should give it to them because we'll get it right back within months or less than a year. They're going to buy cars, jewelry, clothes. They'll stim. In fact, what it is is just like it happened in, uh, numerous times before uh, after this article came out, because this came out in the late 70s, 70, late 70s, in the early 80, early 80. See, we should give them reparations because we're going to get it right back. They're not going to pull the money together to build schools. Yeah, we know it means repair, but they thinking individually. You know, their family is, and I understand, and family, 
I understand there's some brothers and sisters whose families have suffered generation of generation of abject poverty. I understand that. But if we are to get ourselves to use reparations as a way to get ourselves up out of this, then that means we pull those monies together and we create schools. We create, we, we create a business where we can employ each other. A business that would be beneficial to us. Manufacturing something. Something that we use. I'm saying that that's the idea. And so I'm not sure, you know, um, just by listening to the brothers and sisters who were presenting this past weekend uh, on that conference. The conference lasted about an hour and a half just to announce the upcoming Afro-descendant reparations conference here. And like I said, I can't, I can't G with that Afro. It's got to be, we got to know, we got to understand who we are. We're Africans. Afro-descendant. Afro-descendant. We're scared to say African. A lot of us are. Don't want to be African. Want to be anything else. Been shamed. Shamed when you see Africans on TV, particularly today, in impoverished conditions and in, in, in areas of the, of, uh, on the continent, you know. With us not understanding how these things happen. Because once again, once again, we blame ourselves for these wretched conditions. Not understanding, as Minister Louis Farrakhan said, there's the hidden hand <laughs> that's moving and guiding all of this madness. And that's a white hand. Because it comes from a white mind. Yeah. It's got a couple more minutes if you want to jump back in and get Brother Irv back in. Baba Oji. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Baba Oji, I think it needs to be really reiterated how important terminology is. Because yeah. it, it, yes. you, it, it, it's very, it, it, it is. Well, it, even if you, if you look at Irugu, look at Irugu. The first thing that Irugu does when he wants to, wants to push his, his, his or her agenda is he changes the terminology. Yes. First it was, first that they were, that they were homosexuals. Then they became gay. Now they want you to call them by pronouns. It's the same way with black people. When you want to fragment a group of people, you confuse them with terminology of labeling. First we were colored, then we were black, then we were Negroes, you know, then we were the N-word. Then we, then, but we never, ever got back to African. We, we have a festival here. That the, the, it's the um, American African Festival, that's what I call it. But they call it the Afram. What the hell is Afram? When the Germans have their festival, it's called, it ain't called the German Fram. It's called the German Festival. Right. The Jewish Festival. The Polish Festival. We're called the Afram. Why isn't it called the African Festival? The American African Festival. Termina, um, Baba Oshi, you're absolutely yeah. correct. If you let them call you something that you're not, then it'll, it'll, it'll change into something else. And then something else. And all that is to fragment and separate you from who you really are. 
Because the know thyself is the most powerful thing in the world. And you don't know yourself if you don't know your history. And right. don't look to white people to give you your history. They're not going to. They're not going to tell you your history. They're going to tell you this Christopher Columbus foolishness. Yeah. You sold, you slaves sold slaves to other slaves. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Did you see it? No, you ain't. So how can you tell me something that you heard? Because you didn't read it. If you did, send me the book. I can read and it was against the law to read, and I know why. Exactly. I know why. Exactly. It's a reason for that. So, no, nah, brother, you're absolutely right, and terminology is important. And, and, and this song that Jill, Jill uh, Scott did, mm-hmm. white folks are upset about this song. Well, of course they are. They, they, it's it blasphemy because yeah. their, their patriotism is their religion because yeah. that, is, that keeps you enslaved. Mm. You're running around here, don't let the flag touch the ground. I can give a damn if the truck runs over the flag. Mm-hmm. It's symbolism. Mm-hmm. It's not spirituality. It's symbolism. Do you understand what that, well, you probably don't. Half y'all, half these white folks don't know what it means. They're following each other just as these black people, the American Africans are. You're following someone who's leading you into hell. They're leading you to hell. Take that shirt off. Stop following this Democrat. If it's blue, it's for us. And that they're both leading you to hell. We have to we have to look to the person in the mirror. We have to seek education and knowledge, true knowledge. Right. And if you go to your homeland, because we got a homeland, Oshi, a duh. And we ain't yeah. gotta push nobody yeah. off the land so we can have it, i.e fake Jew, uh, Jews. We don't have to push anybody off. We don't have to kill Palestinians to stay here. Mm-hmm. We have a homeland, and they're welcoming us with open arms because they think we got money. So let's take the money and go and make it do what it do. Mm-hmm. But no, they want to make you believe that you can't you can't make it over right. there. And they, you know, they still in diapers. What'd you say, a bone in your nose and a rag up your booty? <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, my brother. I just wanted to reiterate the fact that terminology is very important. Labeling is important. We've been slow walked into where we are right now, you know, but it's labeling is important. Very important. And I agree with you 110%, brother. I want to sit back and listen. All right, dear brother. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Brother Irv is most correct. Terminology is huge. You know, I know we always say it's not what you call me. it's It's what I answer to. And I understand that. And, but, They've, they've, we've been given some words on us that we've accepted them without, you know, any challenge, you know. And, and uh, I, I remember when we started our festival in Milwaukee, Afrofest, and I mentioned that we shouldn't call it Afro. It's a hairdo, you know. So eventually, we had we changed it to African World Festival because we wanted to understand too. This festival is about encompassing the African world, whether you're here in this country, anywhere in the diaspora, and truly on the continent. This is an African festival, an African, not Afro, an African festival. You know, and, and, and uh, you always say words have meaning, you know, and, and, and I've, I've always said that um, even though this language is a bastardized language, the language is not ours, but we need to look at the language and utilize it for our own interest. That's why Brother Rick, who calls all the time saying that we need to develop 
and language. I've, I've stated that we need to embrace Kiswahili. And and because that's the language that is spoken most often on most often on the continent easy to learn and that we can have some cultural privacy. You know, we can have some cultural privacy. And I know it's the same thing with Brother Brother Kwaku. He's talking about that, finding a way. Uh six four six, six four six, good afternoon. Hey, Ochi, what's happening, man? I had to check in right quick, man. Just jumped out of a meeting, man, to say Hotel to Hotel, you and the family, brother. man. Right on, man. Right and, on, Jay. Um, what's happening? Nothing much, brother. I'm just uh, had a little open mic today. I mentioned a few things that are happening. You know, um, uh, played Jill Scott's uh, anthem. Okay. Yeah. Listen, if you get a chance, check out the New York Post article that they had with an interview with Cornel West talking about how much damage Joe Biden has done to the black community and still do with the black community regarding mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting what's going on in this country. And the sad thing for my observation is the t- stupidity and the absolutely racist behavior of the Shurugu. You know, their hatred of a people who love them more than themselves. This Negro loved the white man more than he loved his African self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hereby are going about the business of about to destroy their so-called beloved country because of that mental sickness, as some say, racism. This white man, as deviant as they come, but he's also as dumb as they fucking come. And it's amazing how we don't realize it, how we don't prepare ourselves to survive what this cracker is willing to do to himself. It's unbelievable. It's 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 absolutely mind boggling well, well, to look at how do you place yourself in a position to hand over power to a cracker who ain't did a damn thing for your poor white ass other than give you the feeling that the white man is on top. It's, it's, it's insanity, B. Yeah. It should be a case study. There's two case studies that should be done. The case study on the Negro and his love of the cracker and the case study or the cracker for his racist mindset. If we could have those studies done, yeah, maybe we well, could get a grip for what the hell is going on. Right, and and I understand what you're saying, Jay. And the bottom line is, is that Europeans, Caucasians, Urugu, are going to be who they are, that they have they always been. It's part of their evolutionary development. 
They're very warlike people. They love to kill. They they don't give a damn. They love it. They love it. And so bloodthirsty dogs. You know, and 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 so we were not that people. We were not that people. We didn't enslave. You know, one of the things that that they looked at when when they came into Kemet, the fact that that society was built all the monuments, all the temples and tombs and pyramids, the society within itself was built on a respect and love for themselves and each other. Ma'at ruled the society. They couldn't understand it. They couldn't understand the relationship with women because in Greek society, they had no relationship with women. They alienated women. They didn't want women to see them at their uh, 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 their Olympics, you know, fighting each other and all this other stuff. So they turned the women off, alienated the women. Women went to the island of Lesbo. You don't see, you don't see drawings and pictures of men and women embracing or hugging or standing shoulder to shoulder, holding hands. You see men with other men. You see men with boys. You see pedophilia. You see homosexuality. That's their thing. That's their st- Yes. They impose that on they the world. To, they impose that and on the know, world. Let me say this right quick, Oshi. The reason why you have this LBGQ monkey man twisted sister syndrome and all of these other degenerate type behaviors because the white man really wants to get their people to see pedophilia, bestiality as normal because every now and then it creeps out that that's normal behavior for them crackers. They love doing it with animals and little boys and all of that madness. He's some sick mofos, boy. That's right. I agree. Daddy Ruger was a sick mofo. All right, Jay. Appreciate you, man. You Appreciate you, brother. All right. Peace to you. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they show the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shem Hotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Vhodie. Bibi Vhodie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Hope to see you on Wednesday. On, on Wednesday, I'm talking with Ralph. That's right, on, on his African trip, Tanzania. I can't wait to talk with Brother Ralph to talk about Tanzania. Peace, family.